Welcome to season two of the Breakaway Breakdown podcast, the official podcast of the Breakaway Roping Journal. This season, we're bringing you all the interviews you love with the top ropers in the game, news about what's happening in the industry, training tips, and so much more. Plus, we're expanding to bring you news from other events that you love, like goat tying and tie down roping. I'm your host, Casey Allen. Let's jump in. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Breakdown. Today, I'm going to call an episode of The Tie Down Breakdown, although I believe there's a lot breakaway ropers can get from this episode. We are seven days out from the National Finals Breakaway Roping at the South Point in Las Vegas, and we are 10 days out from the National Finals Rodeo in the Thomas and Mac in Las Vegas. Today, you guys are going to get to hear from a National Finals Rodeo qualifier. Actually, he's headed back for his third NFR this year, but He's not someone who made it in the tie-down roping. He's not someone that made it in the breakaway roping. We are going to talk to the number 11 healer in the world, Peyton Bray. Now, a lot of you may not realize that Peyton is quite the all-around hand. He's going to tell you a little bit about his calf roping success, what it's been like learning the ropes in calf roping. Yeah, that was a bad pun. I'm sorry. But I just think you guys are going to love this episode from Peyton. So I'm going to tell you more about our sponsor, Sentinel premium horse feed at the commercial break. And look, I did good not rambling today. Let's jump in. By the way, you are going to be hearing from Taylor Vollen, who is one of our digital editors over at the Team Roping Journal. She crosses into breakaway roping land. Uh, Sometimes she is actually a pretty handy breakaway roper herself. Uh, She is the one who got the chance to catch up with Peyton. And I think you guys are going to love this interview and hearing from Taylor. This might feel a little weird. Start off by kind of introducing yourself, just in case there's someone out there that isn't too familiar with you and your accomplishments. Hey, I'm Peyton Bray. I'm from Steamville, Texas. Uh, I've made the finals three times uh, in the healing. First time was in 2020, and then uh, 21, and then this year in 23, uh, won the average in 2020, also won the resist all rookie of the year in 2019. And, uh, yeah, that's all around Cowboys sometimes. Well, okay. Tell me a little bit more about that. What other event do you compete in? I, I compete in the calf roping off and on throughout the year. How long have you been doing that? Uh, I've been entering since, uh, since 21, uh, in the pure city ranks. I've always roped calves all through growing up through college, high school, uh, beat Ty Harris in region three, uh, my senior year. <laughs> and, uh, I think I was in 2017 when the run the region that year in the calf roping. So that's, uh, that's my one claim to fame over him. So <laughs> I, I hold on that one dearly. When did you, and maybe what kind of made you decide that you wanted to start entering at the pro rodeos too? Uh, I've always just enjoyed roping calves. It's always it's always been fun for me. Uh, some of my best friends have always roped calves, and uh, I think it's a great sport, and it's so tough. I, I do, don't by no means think it's easier. think anyone can do it. I think it's very, very hard. I think a horse is almost everything uh, to me. Because when, when you're on a good horse, it makes it makes it really, really fun and really, really feel like everything can just go right. But, uh, yeah, so I've always, I put it around 21. I entered Dodge City on, and I think I went 20 grand, around 20 grand that year. And then this year, kind of had a little different story. Entered quite a bit in Canada, 
uh, for the month. And then my calf horse got strangles. And so oh, wow. I entered a little bit throughout the year, but I didn't really show up too much. And then Dylan Hancock and Kyle Harris let me out. Uh, Dylan let me ride his horse and actually won Hermes in the calf rope. But that horse was unbelievable. Uh, I rode him at Selena's when they all around there too because of Dylan and uh, Earl. So, but this is, so then I got him back and then kind of, one, one a little bit here and there, and Tyler Merritt, his horse, second round of Pendleton, won that one, and then so it's just been really fun for me to do. Uh, it's kind of like a more so circuit guy, but I'd like to start entering everywhere if I could. It's just kind of hard to get in sometimes. What do you think were your intentions when you started entering? I know you said you've always liked it and appreciated it, but was it just because you wanted to rope calves, or you're wanting to go for the all around? Uh, well, unless. Something happens to Stetson Wright. I don't really feel like the all around is. I mean, it's cool to get a couple rodeos, mm-hmm. but I mean, you can't just nothing have respect for that guy. What he does, it's just sure. hard to hard to beat that. But I enjoy riding calves. I bought a horse from Richard in twenty one, and that's what I've been riding everywhere. He's the only only calf horse I got. So, but I, I really enjoy it because I me and him have grown a lot together and learned a lot. He was kind of young, and I was pretty green myself. So it's been kind of fun just to learn and do it with him but he's uh he's a really fun horse can really run and uh i really enjoy rubbing calves on him so it makes it fun since you've started entering at the pro rodeos what are some things you think you've learned that maybe have given you even more of an appreciation for the sport i guess you could say um i i mean it's just the rodeos are so they're, they're just calf roping is just so tough mm-hmm. and I have such respect for the ropers and the guys and the horses because it is it's such a complex sport, a complex event, and it's just it, there's so many things that can go wrong. So I know how tough it is. I've I I feel like I've made just as good as many good bad runs as if I have good runs in a way. Like they're just you can be, you can have such a good day one day and the next day you can you can not feel like you've ever ripped a cap before. Sometimes I'm not saying it's that extreme, but it's just it's really really tough out there and guys guys that are great day in day out are the ones that win and i i just hoped one day kind of could be more on that track mm-hmm. kind of talking technical getting down to some of the nitty-gritty i guess you could say how have you had to adjust your riding your swing everything to start competing more at that level um well to me a lot of the same fundamentals the fun, a lot of the fundamentals are the same for both events uh i've had to adjust a lot as far as mainly more of my flanking and tying, mm-hmm. uh, as getting through the years, as even from 21, uh, I've been working on a couple things. I don't get to practice as much as I would really like to, uh, 70, 30, probably the practice ratio between mm-hmm. the two and maybe even 80, 20, really. So I'm not, I only have one horse. So I don't get a lot of reps in. So what I have to do is I have to get better, I basically learn in a lot of, my, well, a lot of my learning is at the rodeos. I have to adapt and adjust pretty quickly and I got to have an open mind and I got to be okay to screw up a lot too. Cause I just, I gotta, it's, it's very hard to be out there and not get to practice only have one horse and both of you guys are green and kind of kind of figure it out together. So there's, there's good times and there's bad times, but I just, I think you guys just got to kind of stay moving and my fundamentals have progressed the better I've gotten. And also the more I've done it and, you know, by the time my horse and I finished the year, we were both pretty spot on, I feel like, for me. So, mm-hmm. and obviously, we got stuff to work on, but I, I, I kind of learn as I go, I guess I could say. Right. Now, I know you said that you feel like the fundamentals are relatively similar between the heel and the calf roping. 
Can you kind of break that down a little bit for us? Some of, you know, in case there's someone out there that doesn't understand that. Well, for me, healing wise, I want to have a really soft upper body. I want to have a really open swing. I want to have a lot of forgiveness in my run. And I feel like roping calves is the same way. Uh, I want to come out of the box, you know, left hand in a really good position. I'm a horse's neck, feeling the bridle reins. If I need to throttle, I can throttle. But either way, I want to be really soft and with him, with his strides. Uh, same way you want to pick him up. And then my swing, I want it broke over a little bit more to the left. And I want to make sure my brake mark rope over outside the right ear and then just have a really soft open swing above the ears. And on my last swing, I like to bring it down just a little bit right towards around the neck. I don't really have it like having my tip down really far. I like keeping everything kind of above the ears and then just really bring my, my last swing is like my delivery in the heel in a little bit. Just like to bring it down at a little bit of an angle to the left and draw it around his neck. That, that was very, you simplified that really well. I feel like I completely under, understand now almost. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I like you pretty simple because if I get, like I said, I like to learn as I, I had to learn as I go pretty mm-hmm. much. I mean, I started off really green, so I have to keep it really simple and I like to make uh, little adjustments and I don't want to make big changes, just little adjustments. Right. Hey, everybody. I want to thank Sentinel Premium Horse Feeds for bringing you this episode. No one knows your horse's thoughts, emotions, and moods as well as you. And just as in touch as you are with their personality, Sentinel's expert nutritionists are in tune with their dietary needs. Find the feed that fits your horse at feedcentennial.com slash roping. That's feedcentennial.com slash roping. With feeds in the form of extruded nuggets to provide exceptional nutrition and formulas made for every life stage and activity level, Sentinel's wide choice of carefully crafted feeds makes it easy to find the perfect fit to better your horse's health. Again, you can learn more at feedcentennial.com slash roping. All right, back to today's episode. What challenges have you had trying to manage both events? I know you said you kind of don't enter everywhere in the calf roping but still uh well it's just it's like playing two hands at poker or blackjack uh i mean it can go really really good some days because when you can have a good day in both days man it's freaking you feel like you feel like Brazil. you feel king kong you know what i mean mm-hmm. you did good in both events got money but i also made a short at kinnewick this summer and uh, in both events, I didn't win a check at, e- at, e- at the rodeo at all, and I made sure on both events. And you can have days like that where you think the world's going to end, and you got to fight off the demons a little bit. But it could be, but you got to have a really short memory. You can't let things bother you, and you got to really have a good, optimistic mind and be able to stay moving. And you got to believe in yourself. I don't, I don't feel like I won the money I won and did what I did in the calf rope. And I don't try to beat them guys. I don't try to do what they do. I just try to go make my run on my calf and just, if that wins money, great. If not, I'm going to enter and go to the next one. Still try to have a great attitude. Right. Do you feel like, and I mean, I think the answer is yes, but how does horsemanship differ in the healing versus roping calves? Um, you can't, Timing and feel is is a beauty in both events, mm-hmm. and the timing with the calf roping to me is having a good left hand in the box and the be able to time the stride with your swing and really set them horses up and get off great. Uh, like there's a couple guys that really do a great job at that, and I feel like that's where a lot of times I need work is just like uh, timing in the stirrup. You know, knowing 
knowing when to kind of get in there, knowing how to get in a stirrup earlier and help your horses. And then that way you kind of don't have to get off on your, on their head or leave them early and, you know, get them pulled out of their stop. Like timing, it, it's such a, it's just like healing a steer for me. The timing in the whole run of the calf rope is like healing a steer at the high of the jump. You know what I mean? I feel like it takes a lot of practice and repetition and great fundamentals for both. Right. Okay. This might feel kind of silly. But what are your string and rope preferences, and what do you kind of look for in a good rope and a good string? Um, I I think the calf ropers absolutely can't imagine what I use, but I use the rope fairly stiffer, and I feel like what some of them guys use. But I also use a hard medium every day, so I like to use a stiffer rope because to me, I feel like I have great rope control, and with my delivery, my last swing, I can really shut it tight. And that's I want it to stay open, and I'll shut it tighter on the neck. So mm-hmm. I like a rope that's really straight. If not, has I like a little back swing in my rope when they're brand new, like a grass rope. If I can, I, if they're not dead straight, I like a little bit of back swing. That's where the eye is to the right, mm-hmm. and the body of the rope is to the left. And that just helps me because I like because when the rope wants to kick for me. It's behind me, and I feel like I have to wait on it, and then I lift up, and I feel like I could get eyes way off more often than not because of it. And then uh, string-wise, I like the red or the blue racer, mm-hmm. medium hard, uh, from Rattler. Uh, it doesn't feel big in my mouth, and uh, I feel like I can really get a good grip on it. And then the strings has really good body, and I like that they're longevity, and I like that they're fast. And I'll be real honest, I don't really take great care of my – my strings. I just throw them in the back of my trailer with my bits Mm -hmm. and they always feel good and they always feel straight. And I really like one wrapping hooey because, you know, team roper, I don't that second one sometimes gets in the way. (laughs) Okay. Another kind of silly or odd question. I know you said you don't really get to practice it a whole lot. So how do you feel like you stay in good shape, good, good athleticism i guess you could say for the ground because that i mean i feel like there's so much money that is won on the ground in the calf open uh well last year and every year i haven't been doing it but i usually get a personal trainer and go to gyms two to three times a week if i can mm-hmm. uh and that that's that, that helps me a lot i feel like i can get a lot out of just because i don't i got some calves but i mean there's no one around here that really at, at my house and Time Kaz is a uh, couple man job, but I go to Marty Becker's house and tie with his son Tufton uh, a couple times a week. Just but Marty's really busy; they're really busy. So, I mean, that's that's mainly where I go. Uh, I've been wanting to go with some other guys, kind of deal. But you know, when you're riding five, six year horses a day, and then throwing this in there, everybody's schedules have to really line up. So mm-hmm. I got to really try to plan around it. But I feel like around the house, my brother and I we do all the chores and we rope every day and stuff. So I mean. For us to stay in somewhat decent shape is pretty easy because there's a lot of stuff to do around the house. Right. Do you feel like, kind of getting away from, I guess, like technical talk, but do you feel like the healing is your main event? Do you feel like roping calves at other rodeos or having another event at some rodeos, does that allow you to have a short-term memory also in the healing, you think? Has that helped your mental game at all there? Oh, I think it helps. Uh, it's really fun to do something different. And then if you do it good, you really get a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, you gotta, it, you can go both ways, but I really enjoy it. Honestly, it's really fun, uh, especially at like Pendleton and Salinas. And I've never got to throw caps with Cheyenne because the slacks are never the same day. And 
usually I'm going to Nampa and Spanish and Ogden that week, so it's hard to work Cheyenne. But this really cool rodeo is, I mean, I really enjoy getting rope calves in the special rodeos. Ellensburg, just the the ones with such a cool buckle and yeah. cool prestige, and the money's great. And, you know, like the Northwest, about after, I'm going to rope everywhere this year if I can. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, the Northwest on, like Dodge City on, those are, those are great places to get a rope cabs and you get to kind of go everywhere. Yeah. I've always, I've always really enjoyed that if I could. Mm-hmm. Okay. You mentioned Pendleton and Salinas, you know, you won or split the second round at Pendleton. You won the all around at Salinas. It seems like you fare pretty well on the longer scores. Yes, I really do. I really, yeah, that's, I have to agree there because <laughs> I feel like when it comes to maybe not, uh, I'm not saying it's such a fast deal. Like the faster setups, I feel like guys are going to beat me because I don't feel like I am the fastest. But when you got to go kind of cowboy and go set a run up mm-hmm. and and you, you can use some arena, I have a lot more confidence running them a little farther for sure, especially longer barrier. Uh, that horse I got, I, can, I feel like can really run. Uh, and I just, I like the timing and the feel of being able to set a run up. That's where my holes are is the faster I have to go, the less, the more uncomfortable I feel. And I haven't just been fast a lot, but mm-hmm. if, I'm, if I could go a couple swings and set up a good run, be sharp with my next shot and have good slack, I feel I have a really lot of confidence in that run. Right. Okay. Again, maybe might feel silly answering this one, but you know, I think there's a lot of people out there that aren't used to seeing you in the calf roping. They think of you as, you know, Peyton Bray, the NFR healer, but you've had quite a bit of success already at the pro the pro level like you, like we said all around at Salinas placing at Pendleton winning Hermiston is there anything you kind of wish people out there would understand about you entering the calf roping um I just really enjoy the calf roping it's hard it's, I'll tell you what it's it's hard to do like the entering nowadays it doesn't make it just real easy to to get up the same day in both events, right. uh, perf or not perf cross event buddy or not cross event buddy. I mean, it's a, it's a job because I'm not a great I, Every now and then I'll be able to help out some guys on a trade. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of goes both ways, but there's a lot of times where if I get a perf and a team open, I don't get in the calf open and it's really hard to call, call the 10 guys that are in or that are trying to make a living with a rope to give me that run because I don't think that really the Pierce City does a great job for two event guys for the timed event side. I can't really speak for the rough stock, but mm-hmm. it's just, it's a, it's a job to do extra hole in the trailer. But, you know, I think as long as I'm enjoying it and if I'm doing good enough at it to kind of make ends meet, but I like it a lot for financial reasons because it's, it's pulled me out of some jams before. It's just <laughs> let me be able to breathe a little bit, get yeah. some bees covered, maybe cover this, cover that. Mm-hmm. So I know after I paid a $12,000, that bill right after two days before I win 12,000 and one day at Hermiston. So it's kind of funny how yeah. sometimes you'll just have great days and it's just, I like it. The more chances, the better. Mm-hmm. So you've already got a little money one for 2024. What can we expect to see from you in the tide on open this upcoming year? Yeah, I got really close. I think I'm going to be one out of making the buildings. Mm. Uh, went to like six rodeos in the off, I guess in the new year in October. And I think I'm going to, I'm fourth probably, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to enter everywhere I can and, uh, try to have my name down everywhere. I rope steers and, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to have any really expectations. I'm just going to try to go out there and be me and be the best me I can be every single day. 
whether it's healing steers or rubbing calves, then I'll just see what happens. What are your long-term goals, you think, in this event? I would like to get to where I could have enough money built up to where I could have two or three really nice calf horses at all times, whether I have to season one or I find one, but uh, I can't really afford yeah. uh, a really finished one, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to say, especially if I'm trying to buy heel horses too. So I'm going to try to, if, if, in a perfect world, if I had six to eight heel horses and you know two to three calf horses that were at least two of them really, really good and the third one coming on great, I would, that would be a perfect world for me. Okay, perfect. Does it feel weird to talk about the calf horses so much? Yeah, actually, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't feel like I follow any of the rules. Like I, I, I've, I've softened my ropes up so much, but like when I first started rubbing cows, like big guys, they, they couldn't believe some of the stuff I do. I mean, which I, I get it. I don't, but I really don't know the rules and also I really didn't follow them much. So I don't know. It's kind of funny. Yeah. You guys know I love our more technical episodes, so I hope that you loved this conversation between Peyton and Taylor as much as I did. I cannot emphasize enough that you guys need to be keeping up with the Breakaway Roping Journal and CalfRoping.com over the next few weeks because we've got so much rolling out, I can barely keep up with it. By the way, did you guys hear that our team... The folks at Roping.com and the World Series put together the first top 15 autograph signing where we're going to have all 15 of the top breakaway ropers taking pictures, interacting with fans, having a great time at the South Point this year. This has not been done before. So we are so excited to kind of give back and like just support the girls and let their fans love on them and make those connections and like, I don't know, let some little kids meet their heroes, right? Anyway, uh, there's more information on breakawayropingjournal.com about that autograph signing, but it's going to take place 45 minutes after the first performance on day one of the NFBR. It's right up there at the roping.com booth. You cannot miss the red carpet that it's going to be on over by the World Series booth and the sports desk and everything. We're probably going to have live interviews going on. It's just going to be a great time. Can you tell I'm excited? Okay. All right. I got to calm down. But Like I said, we are your home for breakaway roping and tie-down coverage the next few weeks. I really want to thank Sentinel Premium Horse Feed for bringing you guys this episode. Check them out at feedsentinel.com slash roping. Until next time, I hope you guys are having a great time wherever you're at. If you're out in Arizona, be safe out there. Have fun. Don't spend too much money at the jackpot. All the jackpots. And... We will see you guys in Vegas soon.